Hi and welcome to the About Her show. I am Sangeeta Relin, an educationist, a writer and a lifelong learner. I also run an e-magazine for women. This podcast is about trailblazing women and their journeys. Women who have broken many a barrier, many a stereotype to realize their potential. If they can do it, so can you. When you are given the liberty to make your choices, to follow your passions from a young age, what sort of a person do you become? Well, you become as bold and fearless as our guest this week, Shubhra Acharya. Shubhra, one of the people behind India's largest corporate gifting platforms, has followed her heart and made some unconventional choices in life. Let's talk to Shubhra, a woman who strongly believes in the education and financial independence of women and know more about what it takes to do the different, the unorthodox. Hi Shubhra and uh, welcome to this show. Uh, this is a series of conversations where we get uh, women achievers who we call women trailblazers to share the story of their lives with us, to tell us about their... Thank you so much. You're so most welcome. So we want them to talk about their journey, the successes, challenges, ups and downs, so that other women who are listening in can also get inspired and motivated to, you know, get out of whatever is holding them back from realizing their potential. Because you know that a lot of women have dreams, aspirations, but there's something or the other which holds them back. So we want them to get out of that. And uh, eventually we want to build a community of women who are there to support, empower and be there for each other. Yeah. So uh, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited uh, to be part of this. Uh, and I hope I'm able to add some value to some people. Uh, really, really excited. Thank you so much. for I'm sure you will be able to. All right. So, so to set the ball rolling, tell us a little, about, little bit about your childhood, early life and uh, how you think those influences, you know, they shaped your life to become, I mean, you know, what you are today. Um, I come from a, uh, you know, Canada, Canadiga family from the South. Okay. Uh, my mom was in bank. Dad was running his business. I was born in Hyderabad. I moved to Bangalore uh, at a quite, quite an early age. I was here by the time I was eight. And I've been a Bangalorean uh, since forever. I, I went on to do uh, my Bachelor of Arts after I finished my uh, second PUC, which is 12th equivalent, okay. uh, which also I did in arts. Uh, and I majored in psychology, sociology and uh, literature. Oh. Uh, post that, I, uh, yeah. So after that, I did my MBA uh, in international marketing. And okay. that was that. As as a child, uh, I, I used to be a very, very enthusiastic kid. Anything outdoors, I was always the first one to raise my hand. By the time the teacher would ask, who would like to? And I'm, I'm usually the first one to raise my hand. And as a result of that, I, uh, I'm i trained in a classical form of uh, dance in the South called Yakshagana. Okay. I am I'm a classical, uh, Carnatic classical vocalist. I'm doing my uh, Vidvat, which is the professional level of uh, vocals in Carnatic classical. Wow. I have um, learned skating. I am a national level. Uh, I, I've won a couple of national gold, gold medals in, at the national level in karate. Okay. Uh, I was part of NCC in my college and um, I, I represented Karnataka and Goa in the Republic Day camp in 2006 okay. where I stood guard of honor for a few delegates 
uh yeah it's been an adventurous uh, life and uh, i think when i was in my masters i the motorcycling bug got me okay. and then uh, that's been the new passion which is one of the few passions that i currently still follow okay uh, that and music so yeah it's been an exciting uh, childhood that i've had so anything it stands out in particular which has i mean from your childhood which makes you uh, you know want to try new things and go for new things because a lot of people you know just like to play by the book and just you know follow a few straight things in life if i may say but you have such yeah. diversified interests so was there anything the way you yeah. were up the way you were raised which led you into being the kind of person you are today uh yeah i think uh, it it would be my family my father's uh been one of my biggest uh, uh you know cheerleader hmm. uh, i'll tell you a story about something that happened when we were in school in every parents teachers meeting uh, they would they would ask our parents to come my father would come to the school and the only complaint that the teachers ever had was that she's extremely talkative like you know we change her place we put her next to a really silent and good child and you know she ends up talking to them and the next thing we know both of them are chatting away no so my father would come to the uh, thing for to the parents teachers meeting and he would have arguments with the teacher about you know maybe she'll she'll become a lawyer maybe she'll become a how can you curtail her from talking you know that could yeah. be a profession that she might choose and everything so he was like that so it it came to a point where the teachers eventually said that you know it's not a parents teachers meeting it's a parents mothers meeting so they banned <laughs> my father from <laughs> yeah so no i've had a very supportive family uh, yeah. you know whatever i wanted to pursue they sent me for you know all sorts of coaching classes anything and i would i would be interested in new things every day and i've trained in badminton skating basketball gymnastics wow. athletics long jump and for like one month two months sort of tried my hand at everything and i've never i think heard them say ki you know do something for longer like you know i would change and they were okay with that so i think that's where it uh, comes from they were okay with me being myself and trying and figuring out what i truly love eventually yeah i think uh, that's what it so is so your care. parents to begin with give you that support you know that supportive net which allows you to go and explore discover i think that's so very essential absolutely absolutely so tell me you had so many varied <laughs> interests and of course you were you know kind of you could go and try out everything so uh were there any aspirations or dreams as a child i mean you thought that okay when i grow up i want to become this or i want to become that did you have anything like that uh, yeah i i think um, uh considering so many extra curricular activities that i would be part of i think one thing that was always there with me was uh you know i would want to excel and and top it at everything that i did like from the time i was a child like you know the so it would change depending on how my hobbies were changing right you know okay. so uh, i when when i started uh, practicing karate i wanted to go to the world championships and wow. that's all i wanted to be uh, then uh, i joined ncc i wanted to join the army so it kind of changed very uh, consistently during my childhood but as i grew as as i grew older and i started to narrow down on what what direction i wanted to sort of take Hmm. i think the one consistent thing has been that you know i get into something um i mean all those experiences firstly allowed me to think that i could do anything like you know i didn't have to i i was not ever forced to be conventional or uh, follow a certain predecided path that everybody should ideally 
you know follow as such mm-hmm. so i was not I, i think i was not bound by that like i was not asked by my parents to sit for uh, interviews and just take a job and be secure and those were not the conversations so maybe um you know as a result i started uh, a business of my own which was into making chocolates when i was uh, 18 i think wow. when i was 18 uh and i i finished my college by the time i finished my college i had a fully functional business which was already profitable and i finished my mba and continued uh with that and for a long time i thought that that's what i love and everything but i think somewhere in my 20s i realized that you know i loved creating things i like to bring processes i bring love bringing things to life and solving problems mm-hmm. uh but not necessarily just in chocolates yeah um yeah so yeah i think what i'm doing currently professionally is not uh you know necessarily all the things that i dreamed of hmm. uh as such as a profession so to speak but it is in the sense that i'm solving a larger problem uh i'm very passionate about it and i want to excel at it that's been the consistency uh for that what it is you know you tried out various things yeah. because you had the freedom to explore yeah. I think that is what Correct. is really essential. A lot of us just end up doing what we are told without ever being given the opportunity to explore and discover, which I think Correct. in your case you were able to. And then yes, finally, you know, your uh, I think there are certain common things which emerge out of all the things that you do, and like you said, consistency and wanting to excel. So that's where you are then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely, very yeah. lucky to be uh, able to live that way. I agree. I agree. So uh tell us about your love for motorcycling and how it inspired you to start traveling circus and so any experiences or insights that you would have gained from uh, you know organizing these motorcycle tours Uh yeah the love for motorcycles actually started really early my father was a motorbiker and he was in a sales job which uh, you know uh, allowed him to travel across the south of india on a bullet back in the 70s 80s and after we were born also uh, you know we used to do road trips every year with the family sometimes by car sometimes by bikes mm-hmm. and then it had kind of gone away and in 2010 for my birthday my brother gifted me a bullet okay and uh, my then my then boyfriend now husband uh, also had a bullet and we decided let's do ladakh because you know you get a bullet what do you do you go to ladakh <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it was just it what started out as a uh like you know my whole family went like my father mother my brother sister in law and i and my boyfriend we were planning to ride down and as word spread we got so many more friends who said you know i'd like to join i'd like to join and in a matter of one month from just a family of five that was supposed to go on motorbikes to ladakh it became a a bunch of 16 people which eventually went on that trip okay and uh, that was my uh, i just finished my mba and i think i put all my Uh, all the things that i learned during my mba into practice there and did a beautiful plan and there were folders given to everyone it was very very organized for a okay. 22 year old and i think everybody had a great time and that was that i continued to ride a bit after that here and there with my f- father and my husband being my constant companions on all my trips okay and a few years down the line i was still in the chocolate business and uh, I did another motorcycle trip, which again attracted about twelve friends who said that you know, oh, if you are going, I am coming. And because of this was at a time when women motorcyclists weren't very often, and the ones who were there weren't traveling so often uh, all across the country. Okay. So it kind of inspired a few other women to as well 
uh, get into motor biking and they said you know okay if she can maybe we can too so yeah. uh, more women started to come on my motor bike uh, uh, travels with their friends and stuff Great. and then i thought you know okay it's perfect uh, i think i'm great at this this is a, what i'm passionate about it checks all the boxes i should get into the business of organizing motorcycle tours okay. so okay. that's how it came about i started that in 2015 and i ran that for about two and a half years during which time i think i must have been on the road for about 500 days wow and i i, I did uh, you know fairly well i traveled extensively in lot of exotic places but i had a little bit of a travel fatigue at that point and things weren't going as well as i would have liked them to mm-hmm. and i decided to wind up and uh, try my hand at something new okay and all that's right. when i joined offleads yeah okay all right all right but great i mean motorcycling yes and women it is still i mean i don't think it is as common as you know uh, other things but yeah great so it's yeah. that adventurous streak of yours right which uh, <laughs> brought you doing this <laughs> all right so now you are part of the corporate gifting industry am i right yeah. and uh, you have Correct. an organization called officeneeds.com where you're the chief operating officer so Correct. what exactly do you do as part of the business and how are you different from uh, any other company that could be part of that industry uh, so officeneeds uh, is one of the largest corporate gifting uh, companies in the country okay. uh, it was started by my brother another pa- and another partner about 18 years ago Mm-hmm. Uh, and like i said i joined about 6 years back as a uh, you know as someone who had uh, uh, i i had uh, you know my business had gone kaput or gone south with the traveling circus mm-hmm. and it wasn't doing very well i had uh, gained enormous amounts of debt uh, in that and i i saw no uh, me, i didn't see myself being able to repay that in the near future it was like the lowest uh time for me and that's when i came and joined offineeds and i joined uh as a employee i did not join as a uh you know partner or anything i had to work my uh, way up and uh i joined with the intention of expanding our franchise uh, route in the business that we were looking to take hmm. uh, we have couple of franchises working now post which uh, i worked uh, heading sales uh, in bangalore Okay. uh and about year and a half ago is when i became one of the directors and i handle everything to do with operations so my partner who is also my elder brother he brings in the top line and i ensure a healthy bottom line to put it uh very briefly that's what uh, i do okay okay so is it anything different from the others or like it's just that you've been able to put it together in a much better way uh so uh, corporate gifting business is a very very unorganized uh, business in india you'll find one corporate gifting company probably on uh, you know 10 in a street uh, sort of business it's a very easy business to enter mm-hmm. but it's a very difficult business to scale uh with with us having been in uh, business for the last 18 years we've been able to use technology to a very large extent we're actually on the verge of creating something spectacular Uh, uh a portal for people to be able to, for hrs and uh you know organizations to be able to buy corporate gifting uh, buy corporate gifts in a much more methodical uh manner and irrespective of their size which has no minimum order quantities and for people from across the country so i think we are one of the uh, only organized players in the corporate gifting business in the country and we operate in bangalore chennai hyderabad and mumbai uh, at uh, present what differentiates us would be that um, 
uh, customization is a really big aspect in uh, corporate gifts, right? Most people don't buy corporate gifts for the product itself, but for what that product becomes once they have their logo or their branding on that product. Yeah. It, 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 it gives tangibility to, uh, uh, to a sense of, you know, who I am and what I stand for. Like I'm wearing an Offie Needs t-shirt today. And the minute I'm wearing that, this is not just a t-shirt. It's an Offie Needs yes. um, uh, t-shirt, right? So uh, customization is a really important aspect in our business. And we're one of the only people in uh, India who have all customization in-house. Last year, we created a 20,000 square feet state-of-the-art operation center here in Bangalore, where okay. we have all sorts of customization in-house, which is DTF, UV printing, screen print, embroidery, okay. uh, metal marking, em engraving. Everything is in-house for us, which gives us immense control over quality as well as uh, creativity and speed, which are like the three most important things in our business. Yes, yes. Quality, I think, is, of course, yeah. something that you cannot uh, ignore. So any... Uh... Absolutely. Achievements of Offi Needs, I mean, what is it that um, in ever since you've kind of set it up till now, any particular thing, any yeah. achievements or successes that you would like to mention? Uh, yeah, quite, quite a few. One uh, really big thing that I would be proud of is uh, when the pandemic hit mm -hmm. uh, in uh, 2020, right? Uh, and that there was a lockdown announced across the country. Uh, we were... Uh, I mean, gifting was stopped overnight. Like, you know, all corporates had other priorities, their employees' health uh, and their wellness was what was, was what was more important for people. And a corporate gifting business stopped overnight. And uh, we having had been in a place long ago where, uh, you know, because of some bad decisions in the business, we had uh, uh, almost filed bankruptcy uh, and had to... Uh, you know, let go of about 80% of our team overnight. Uh, during this time, uh, you know, my brother and I decided that, you know, we were not going to do any of that. And we immediately during the uh, lockdown, we pivoted and created another line of business called the home office, where we um, create, uh, you know, it, it's a e-commerce website, which enables people to be able to uh, work from home more effectively. So it offers a lot of work from home products to be okay. able to work uh, more efficiently from uh, home. So we pivoted uh, to that and uh, we managed to do a lot of B2B orders to the same set of customers to who we were doing corporate gifting before. We were able to, uh, you know, help them during this phase by, uh, you know, providing uh, home delivery to their employees with the kind of whatever choice of furniture, chairs, ergonomic products, headphones, noise cancellation devices and everything mm -hmm. across India. And we managed to sustain and uh, proudly we, uh, you know, kind of after this pivot, uh, our, we doubled in uh, as a company, like, you know, what had been a very brick and mortar sort of uh, functioning business for the last 10 years, we were able to make a huge shift and use technology immensely well uh, at a time when home deliveries became the biggest, most important thing for uh, people to be able to engage with their employees. So we were able to crack that really well. And uh, uh, yeah, so th that was our pivot. And that's something that I'm very proud of because in 2021, uh, while the, you know, the country, the world was struggling and people were losing jobs, we increased our manpower. We were about 40 during the pandemic. And by the next year, we were about 120 employees. So that's something that I would say I'm uh, really, really proud of. I'm sure as you should be. I mean, this is a perfect example of how you convert a challenge into an opportunity. 
because you see the environment yes. around you changes and you know sometimes in fact right. many times things are not in your control but then how you convert all those threats into you know opportunities that is i mean i think the mark of an entrepreneur okay right Right. So tell me in this journey of yours, I mean, of course, you've tried out various things and now largely you are doing, you're into this corporate gifting. So uh, you must have faced challenges along the way. So could you just elaborate on some of them? And especially if you face challenges because of your gender. The usual, uh, you know, uh, challenges that come along with running a business in terms of, you know, we need to learn to, to be able to handle teams, to be able to understand how to go next, all of that, I think, is something that's a part of every uh, business's uh, journey. And specifically with me being a woman, uh, see, like I said earlier, I come from a family where, um, uh, you know, my father was, uh, you know, my biggest cheerleader. Then comes my brother and mm -hmm. now my husband. So I've been very lucky to be surrounded with the kind of men who have never believed that, you know, I'm any different uh, and or I cannot do something because of my gender and my mother, my mother's sisters during the 70s were very independent women who worked in banks, who traveled on their own, who managed home as well as uh, work life, who created assets for themselves, who, you know, uh, so I think the way I look at things have never been from, a, you know, can I do it because I'm a girl? Are you going to do it because you're a guy perspective? And I think I've never used that as a, uh, I've never used I mean, I've never, uh, you know, said that I won't do it because I'm a girl. Sort of. okay. So I think I don't operate much from that uh, perspective. It's more of, you know, I did this well yesterday. How better can I do it today? Uh, it's more of um, like that. While I understand that, uh, you know, it's me and my personal journey and I have been lucky enough uh, to be in that place. But I think marginalizing of uh, women and them being treated lesser than men while it's definitely there in workplaces i think it may according to me it may not be as um um wide widespread as it's probably made to be okay so but uh, in your yeah. interactions with your clients or anything you never faced that there was any kind of a bias in their heads when they interacted with you you never felt that uh no i have never consciously uh, felt that but like i said uh, it probably even comes from a place of uh, why I might be feeling this way is that I ran a business of my own before yeah. I was calling the shots and now also I'm in a um, uh, I'm, I'm one of the senior members in the organization so it probably comes from when when I say this right it might be coming from a little bit of privilege that I have that mm -hmm. I've been senior so I haven't been in that place so it's my personal opinion yeah. Uh, and when I'm interacting with clients and vendors also, I'm representing uh, my company at, at a higher level or so, right? So uh, I haven't faced that way. It comes with, uh, you know, good interactions that I've had with both clients as well as uh, vendors that I've not felt that, you know, I'm being treated differently because I'm, I am a woman. But like I said, it could be coming because of the fact that I've, I've been operating as a, a leader in my own business. Probably. Um, so, I'm, so I'm not taking away from the fact that it, it definitely is is present everywhere. But I'll, I'll tell you a, a funny, I'm not a funny instance. I'll tell you a story about what happened when I was uh, riding, right? When I was running a traveling circus, uh, there were a lot of women who wanted to come and be part of riding, but they would uh, have, th their parents wouldn't allow them or their husband 
would be like no no this is not for you you come pillion with me sort of yeah so uh, and they also believe that you know no no india is very unsafe you know okay you go around bangalore but not all the way to ladakh where is ladakh like you cannot go to ladakh sort of right so what i did during that time uh, because i had traveled enough and i know that like if if i can obviously anybody else can there is nothing to yeah. it right yeah. Yeah. so in order to prove that point a friend of mine a girl and i uh, decided that we would do a motorcycle trip from kanyakumari to leh and just to make it a little fun and challenging we kept ourselves a timeline that you know we would do it in that much time which was challenging which was about in 5 days and change uh without any backup and just on two motorcycles just two girls riding the entire length of the country and we publicized this uh a lot because i need, and and i would go live from every place from a most random dhaba on a highway Hmm. and no women around and you know uh, taking breaks on a highway in pench tiger hmm. reserve and you know all, all this uh, to be able to put across the point that you know it's not a, it's it's an absolutely safe place for yeah. uh, women to be uh, riding and after which i heard a lot of women showed that as um, you know a video to their parents or husband and said that you know i'd like to go to look they've done this they've yeah yeah um, so they they had a story to be able to uh show and be able to break their barrier as i'd like to call it so yeah that is also another way of doing it so when you you like you yeah. show and tell right you show yeah. and tell. yeah absolutely i mean there's no other way there's no other way i think it has to be show and tell <laughs> all right <laughs> so um you know <laughs> has a way of teaching us lessons you know bringing forth situations which we may not have faced before or making us learn out of certain unpleasant or pleasant situations for that matter so i'm sure you're yeah. i mean in your life also you've picked up some tips some lessons along the way so would you like to share some of those with us um yeah i think one of my biggest lessons from traveling circus no would be that uh, uh, you know i'd heard a lot of uh, people say that you know follow your passion Uh, and everything and i think i got it wrong a little bit along the way i decided that you know okay this is my passion and this is a good business opportunity and let me dive into it mm-hmm. so uh, one of my biggest lessons which uh, i i tell people now is that just because you're passionate about something and you love doing it yeah. need not necessarily mean that it will turn out to be a great business opportunity you don't necessarily need to make your passion into your business okay. the create the the, the idea of creating the business should come you should be passionate about it but that should not be your single like in my case biking was everything to me so i went and created a business out of it which need not necessarily be the way to create a business the idea of creating a business should come from um you know market research should come from understanding uh, you know who your audience are how you're going to reach them how is it going to work out monetarily who you're going to need for it and and an actual business plan Mm-hmm. Uh, while i'm not taking away from anybody who has managed to work by you know converting their biggest passion into their business if it's working for them that's great but that need not be the deciding factor on which direction or 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 in which industry you need to you want to create a business i love coffee so i'm going to create a coffee brand that's probably not the uh correct uh, way to go about it mm-hmm. um so that that could be one of my biggest lessons because that's something that uh you know because after that uh, i i was bitter towards motorbiking for a while because uh, you know i went down uh, i had not seen defeat 
in to that extent uh, as a child or till till uh, throughout my college also the way i did in the real world when i was um, uh, you know at the end of uh, traveling circus right uh-huh. uh, so i was bitter about it and i realized that you know had i not you know uh, gone and tried to create a financial business model out of my biggest passion Uh, i would have continued to uh, love it as much hmm. you know, so now uh, now that i don't run it now i have no pressures i i do it for my joy i do it for my happiness and that's now come back to becoming one of the things that i love the most again okay okay that's yeah. great actually so that that a lot of people are told <laughs> that you know to do something in life to be successful you first have to know what you, you what what you are passionate about but you're right your passion yeah. may be a good business idea because when you actually put it yeah. into business when it comes into facts and figures and all of that it may not turn out you know to be the way you want it to that's huge. absolutely but just to reiterate that whatever you're doing you need to be passionate about whatever the work it is that you're doing like i love uh, would i say that i love t-shirts and mugs with products i love carrying products which have my name or my company's name etc but my passion in this business comes from me uh, you know loving the impact that we're having i know that 20 30 40000s of people receive our gifts every day and it makes their day and they tweet about it they talk highly we're helping organizations create brand ambassadors hmm. and whatever their problems in choosing gifts to make their employees day uh, wonderful or you know mark milestones really well for their employees in a large organization right uh, how we are solving problems that's what i'm passionate about so solving the problem so so people get the idea wrong a few times and that's what i wanted to you know it need not be that product that you love the most that you know need to go and create a, a brand out of or a business out of mm-hmm. yeah so i think clarity in your thought is critical absolutely yeah that's something that you need to be very Correct. very clear about Correct. so future plans i mean where do you see yourself 10 years from now doing this or something else um so i think uh, of of needs is everything right now uh, okay. for me we are on the cusp of creating that portal that i mentioned to you yeah, uh, yeah. which will enable uh, you know organizations irrespective of how many employees they have what their moqs are irrespective of which town village or far flung location across the country they are at they will be able to on our portal uh, come out there put up their logo and voila their products are going to be delivered to their homes or to their employees homes or to their customers homes so it's it's that's the technology that we're working on it's uh uh you know it is going to take a few we're just about to like you know the beta launch is just about to happen and i think in a year from now we should be um you know in good shape uh, with that uh yeah looking at uh, scaling this and uh, helping people anywhere across helping organizations irrespective of their size anywhere in the country to be able to uh you know create brand ambassadors out of merchandise because i think merchandise corporate gifting company uh, industry like i mentioned sagita uh, is 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 so vast but it's so unorganized so we want to be the ones um you know which we are on the way to doing uh, bring semblance to the chaos that exists and uh, you know uh, make it uh, available for any organization that needs merchandise because that's the only way to create tangibility out of a brand that's great you know so that, that's the future plan chaos yes yes that is yes, there is absolutely chaos everywhere and i think if you know some of us could 
get together and try to streamline things that would really help. All right. Yes. So of course, you're working and you have a career and, you know, family life and all of that. But along the way, we're always looking, you know, to develop ourselves personally, our personalities, you know, maybe by reading or listening or, you know, adopting practices. So do you have any particular books or podcasts or maybe some, uh, you know, self-improvement practices that you think have impacted your life and which could help others as well? Uh, oh yes, uh, I I think I'm uh, I'm I I would believe I'm a very disciplined uh, person. I'm into daily journaling, which yes. I think is an amazing part of my life, and it helps me create semblance to every single day, week, and uh, month. Uh, I undergo uh, I've undergone multiple types of personal coaching and mentorship, and at any point of time, I usually have a mentor or a coach with who I'm working. Okay. Uh, currently, I'm working with a coach uh, for the last six months, and uh, you know, I have weekly calls and um, monthly uh, plans. I, I follow the concept of vision board and reading out mission statements and doing my daily journaling. So that's some of the practices that I follow on a daily basis. Uh, books, I've always been, uh, you know, fairly voracious reader, not very, but I've, I'll have some book that's going on okay. uh, at any point of time. My latest and my most favorite ones that have made a big impact for me uh, are uh, The Goal by Elijah Goldratt. That's been a, a book uh, on operational efficiency, uh, written very, very beautifully without using jargon and, uh, you know, very simplified, uh, uh, you know, very simple language that book has been uh, written in. And I love that book. It's helped me implement a lot of things on our shop floor uh, in my business. So that's one from this year. And the one I'm reading currently, I'm listening to an audio book called The Psychology of Money. Oh, yes. uh, I'm I'm loving it. It's it's a it's a stunning book. I think I'll need to read it two three times for it to actually go in uh, deeper for me. Uh, yeah, and the other book that I'm reading is the hard thing about hard things. Uh, oh, okay. so I'm I'm just about started that. It's looking very very interesting. Uh, mm -hmm. It talks about not the uh, I mean just to give you a gist, it it doesn't talk about uh, uh, you know. Uh, philosophies and principles but the smaller things that nobody mentions when you're running a business or when you're at a managerial level about the human interactions and the you know small little issues that nobody really so tries to solve but they exist and they are the ones that people usually struggle the most with. yes that's right because i think the big things everybody yeah. talks about you can read about them hear right. about them but the small little nitty-gritties are the ones yeah. that actually make a huge you know that small irritant in your eye you get a speck of yeah. in the eye that can be a major irritant in your Correct. life. So yes, like that, I think. Yeah, it's not big enough for you to go to the doctor, but it's it uh, bothering is, you. <laughs> it is bothering you, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah psychology of yeah. money, I've also read it. And in fact, you're right. You need to read it two, three times before it actually registers because there is so much out of that book. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So I've reviewed it. Actually, I do book reviews. So I've reviewed that on my, uh, my e-magazine. But yes, I found that to be very interesting. Oh, lovely. I'll check that out. Awesome. <laughs> right. Tell me, of course, we've come a long way in terms of women making an impact and doing things that they want to do, making a name for themselves and all of that. But how do people react to women who are successful? How does the world react? And here I'm talking about both men and women. Say you are at a social gathering and you say, okay, I am doing this and, you know, I am run this business or I'm the CEO of this company. So basically an impactful position. So how do people react mm -hmm. to that? I think 95% uh, of the time, it's always a good, I mean, they're happy 
uh, to you know be interacting with you i think there's a small percentage of particularly men who might be intimidated mm-hmm. uh by what you're doing and uh you know by by your pr- presence maybe by your presence sometimes that you know okay like uh, they don't know they, they get a little awkward around you uh, sort of but that's a very very small percentage that i've only observed uh in uh, uh in business okay. um, but not really something that i would be uh, very worried about and in in the motorcycling thing that when i was running just to go back because that's a field where it's very very male dominated right women yeah. businesses are still getting a little more uh, i mean at least in the big cities and when you go to conferences there is a good number of women but in motorcycling i would say there were it but i i got the nicest people who would always uh, try to help so so like i said sangeeta it's probably just the way i look at it right uh, when a guy comes and helps me on the road when i have a puncture uh, if i look at it and be like hey you're helping me because you think i'm a woman and i can't do it on my own then that's one way to look at it or be like hey what a gentleman he came and tried to help let's take help i mean we are social beings how do we <laughs> survive without helping each other anyway right so i've met the nicest of people who offered to ride my bike sometimes who um you know help me with a puncture or anything and i i don't see it as them being intimidated by me but just them trying to help a girl so like you said it's the perspective and how you look at things and you know very interesting i read somewhere that an intelligent woman uh, it's you know very good to interact with her and she you know fuels your imagination your thinking process your intellectual process but if you get her home then it becomes a problem because then you have to be you know it's not only <laughs> interaction it is more than that so i guess you get nice <laughs> but yeah all right so tell me something we're all aspiring i mean women you know we're trying to kind of make a place and name for ourselves everywhere so um you think a woman can truly have it all yeah uh so when you say that like what balance uh you know be everywhere do be great at everything that they do not maybe great but what i meant was that you can basically do and get what you want you know i mean oh, multiple things like we're juggling so many roles trying to do so many things Correct. at a time so is it possible to do it all and to get it all in that respect because i don't think men have those many challenges because they honestly speaking don't have as many responsibilities as we do i mean still we are in Correct. a society where It, there is a lot on our plate so um correct are we able to can we do it all yeah i think uh, we can while it's uh, uh while it's no cake walk as in yeah uh, while it doesn't come very uh, easy that you know like uh, uh, so many responsibilities juggling so many uh, roles like you mentioned while it doesn't come easy i think a little bit of planning not being overwhelmed uh, by things and taking each day as it comes but having a very clear idea about where we i'll tell you what works really well for me because of which i can i take ample holidays uh and i, I do everything that i want to do i i attend music classes every week i attend coaching sessions i work i party i go out for dinners i have a bunch of friends i spend a lot of time with my family uh with my uh, husband Mm-hmm. and i take ample holidays all of it is because i'm very clear about what i want and anything that doesn't align with that i'm able to say no to 
yes. or I know which are things that are important and find a way to be able to delegate them and not necessarily take everything on my head and say, you know, no, no, I only have to do it because nobody else can do it better than me and not be bogged down by a guilt of, you know, the minute I spend more time on one thing, then I feel that I'm not giving somebody else uh, uh, enough time. And then the minute I spend more time with a friend and feel that, oh, my business is suffering. because So yeah. to be able to rid myself of that uh, guilt, I think I it's, it's very clear what I want from each of the things that I want. Um, yeah. I think that helps create perspective. Otherwise, it's very easy for us to get dragged into a hundred things which are not even our, you know, which weren't necessarily our... <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, uh, area of interest, or uh, we have to do it, sort of thing, right? Uh, so yeah. I think a good amount of planning and knowing what you want to eventually achieve helps not get overwhelmed by so many things coming on. It's very simple to then be able to say, "I will do this. I will not do this," because it doesn't align with uh, where I where I see myself five years from now. Hmm. You've said a lot in these words because you know, first of all, that clarity of thought. This is what I can and this is what I can't do. And then to yeah. be able to communicate that, because I think a lot of women are guilty of trying to do everything and in the best possible way. Correct. I mean, Correct. why should you want to be perfect at everything? You'll end up doing nothing. And why, exactly. why do you want to do everything? So delegate, reach out, ask for help, because you are not superhuman. Absolutely. Try to be superhumans. Yeah. And also, I think, prioritizing, knowing when to do what. That I think yeah. is very important. And yes, the ability to say no. Correct. That, Correct. That, that's, I think, one of the most important but most underrated yes. Uh, yes. questions. <laughs> because somewhere I think, you know, we are uh, conditioned to believe that we can't say no. You know, Correct. that it's is like, that is yeah, it is like, uh, you know, how uh, if I say no, they might feel bad. Or, I, there's always a guilt of letting someone down because of who you are. And as a result of that, you know, have our hands in a hundred different places and eventually maybe not even feel good about it because we're not able to do justice to all those places. Yes. So yes. I think it's important to pick and choose and uh, then, so, then say, oh, this is who I am. It's a little bit easier said than done. But I think that's something that uh, is the need of the hour for uh, all of us to not to say no to a lot of things. And then the remaining few things that we're doing, we can do great at. Yes. Yes, yes. So there was this uh, woman I spoke to and she said, I'd rather say no to others than to myself, than to than saying no to my peace of mind and happiness. Which I think is so true. That's, it's yeah. so true, no? It, it's so true, but so um, we, rare, rarely done. Yes. Uh, especially yes. by women. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. They put everyone else, we put everyone else uh before us because i'll handle myself but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah i think that that needs to be normalized that you know it, it doesn't need to be done you don't have to carry the whole world it's, it's okay it's okay actually that's true yeah <laughs> so shubra any final words of advice or inspiration for our listeners i mean budding entrepreneurs leaders i mean anything that you would like to say especially to the young girls of today um the young girls of today, uh, it would be to prioritize their education over anything else and, um, you know, to do whatever it takes to be uh, financially independent. Uh, if, if you're able to um, complete an education and be able to earn for yourself, I think the kind of freedom, 
confidence and uh, uh, you know the ability to say no so many other things come with just this just with education and being able to be financially independent with that come a lot of things and with that the guilt reduces you know otherwise you're like you know okay no how can i say because he is doing this for me yes you know you, so that i think is i cannot stress enough on uh, people completing their education getting getting till a bachelor's degree and finding a job whatever it is and consistently being at it and not taking a back seat the minute uh, no rishta gya types hmm. uh, is is something that i would urge uh, for women in particular uh, and i think uh, for people in general would be uh, you know discipline and perseverance i think that's you know i i have strayed myself in my younger days and i have i i went way far from what my uh, goals were and everything and the only thing there's no magic uh, to success if anybody says that you know uh, you do this by tomorrow you'll be a billionaire it's a scam it is um, it, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't exist and the only way to work towards that is to be extremely disciplined self to show self um, uh, you know control were needed and uh, to be perseverant i think in whatever it is that we're doing whether we are running a business or whether we are going to work and you know doing a job to do it with passion and uh, diligence you know that i think is something that i cannot stress enough on uh, yeah there's, there's no replacement to it there's nothing else that you can do instead of this absolutely discipline so i would be my word of advice so i like I'm... absolutely yes reading somewhere that you know if you're not disciplined in one area of your life you're not disciplined anywhere because discipline is like a habit either you are Correct. or you aren't so yes i yeah. think young people especially need to know that you know when we tell them to be disciplined it's not just for the simply the joy of saying the word but because it yeah. means and it will hold them instead in you know years to come all right correct and um, you know like you said how you do one thing is how you do everything Yes. so if you are you know you, you cannot say that you know no no i am just doing it like this now but at work i will be fine it doesn't work that way like how you are from the time you wake up uh, to who you are with your closest circle of friends is exactly who you are at work with your spouse with anybody else otherwise it's a lie yes so it's it's important to inculcate uh, that and i want to say that there is nothing cool about saying you no know, i i get up at this is just an example but you know in 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 making it sound cool i see a lot of children uh, say that you know oh no, i sleep at 3 and i get up at 11 i don't uh, yeah, yeah. It, it it should not be normalized i think that you know uh, it's sounding cool and you know i am too cool for the world and all that because when it hits when you're actually out there in the real world after finishing education and go and, and coming out of the safe net of the uh you know of your parents then it it becomes a very rude uh shocker yes, uh, yes so yeah it's yeah. not cool at all it's not cool at all it, it should be told that being yes. highly indisciplined should not be celebrated <laughs> absolutely i agree i agree yeah so that's it uh, shubhra that's thank it. you so much for being on the show i mean you've added so many insights and um you know different ways of thinking like i talk to so many women and i find that at the core we are all connected because we are all basically performing the same functions doing the same things but we have our own ways of you know 
finding solutions to problems, finding our ways, you know, through the various situations of life. And it's a huge learning each time I speak to a woman achiever because you're doing, I mean, the regular mundane is happening, but along with that, you're doing so many other things. So truly it was lovely right. having you on the show and I hope you enjoyed Thank it. you. Yeah. Oh, I loved being on the show. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Sangeeta. And I think what you're doing is uh, amazing because it, 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 it takes one woman to hear another woman to believe a little more in themselves each day. So uh, thank you so much for, uh, you know, finding and, uh, you know, talking to so many women and it gives us an amazing perspective uh, from another woman's point of view. Oh, it was great. And I enjoy this interaction, you know, because I think only a woman can understand another woman, no matter what may say, but only we can understand each other. So it's time we kind of, decided to be with each other yeah yes absolutely <laughs> thank you thank you for listening to this podcast tune in every thursday for some more inspiring conversations with women trailblazers if you like the show follow us and you could leave a review to help us get better you could even get in touch with us on any one of our social media handles